Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Oh my god, babe, you're looking so hot today. What, have you started recording? Who are you wearing? Have you actually started recording? Yeah. Do uh, you know, this is probably the time I was genuinely not ready. <laughs> I am wearing the Leeds Barber, Leeds Barbershop t-shirt. I always wear It's a nice oversized t-shirt that I love to wear. Um, and the barbershop we used to go to when we lived where we used to live. Oh my God, look, we're so nice and kind. We like post about these type of stuff and we promote it. We're so good people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How are you doing today anyway? <sighs> I'm feeling good. I'm I'm good. I'm having a bit of a bit of an internal shift this week. Ooh, talk to us. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, as you guys know, I perform and I'm in the public eye, like my husband. Um, but this week has been quiet. This be this week, I've actually really looked looked forward to it. Also, I thought when like you know everything's more administrative than anything else. Um, but I've kind of gone from, oh, there's hundreds of people clapping for you to, wow, there's no one. Are you a piece of shit now? Like, do you know what I mean? I, I tend to struggle with that balance yeah. of like, it, it's like a role shift. Do you know what I mean? It's very much like, I'm dancing on stage looking sickening. Oh shit, did I forget to flush the toilet? Like, do you know what I mean? It's very the <laughs> right now. So I'm going through this weird period. But then the next few weeks, I'm so busy with... Uh, public engagements that I don't think I want to have time to think about this anymore. But do you think you need to think about it so you can work through it? Yeah, I mm, think... Because you can't live like this. Thanks <laughs> for taking it there. I, this is the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast where people don't love anyone. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't live like this. You mean like you can't live like this? <laughs> yeah, I can't live like this, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You're such a selfish little bastard. Well, aren't we all? Um, no, I'm not. I'm very giving, actually. <laughs> Do you think I'm selfish? Yeah. I'm not selfish towards you. Yeah, that doesn't count, though. Is it? <laughs> You're a monster. No, I, um, maybe I need to work through it. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe my personal life needs to change to yeah. reflect who I actually am. Yeah, maybe it does. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I don't do the cleaning anymore. Maybe we get a cleaner. Maybe you should think about growing facial hair. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I stop doing anything. Maybe we end this episode. Maybe <laughs> in a parallel universe it already has ended. Maybe you just sing a song. Okay, maybe I sing a song. Okay. As you all know, hello everyone, welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. As you all know that I am in incredibly talented and i can sing in so many languages so i decided today to sing in punjabi 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 and it's a very famous song sung by the melody queen noor jahan very famous pakistani singer mm. who was famous the world over you're welcome yes and uh, here goes kendena <clears throat> तेरे कोल रहना केंदे नैना 
तेरे बिन चैन नहीं आंदा तू मिले चैन मिल जांदा तेरे बिन चैन नहीं आंदा तू मिले चैन मिल जांदा माही वे चनवे तेनू होर कि मैं कहना कहंदे ने नैना तेरे कोल रहना कहंदे ने नैना well done thank you that was good wasn't it wasn't it what is that song about um kende ne nena means my eyes are saying they're saying my eyes are telling you that i want to stay near you um my love my beloved um you're the you're my flower garland basically oh it's all about me <clears throat> and it's like uh, without you there's no peace when you are near me you give me peace what more can i say to you basically Like, oh you know oh i asked what it was about but she's offering translation yeah oh ji kare kol baithi ra baithi baithi main takdeera that's i just feel like i want to be near you and i can just sit there and stare at you that's Thank literally you. the lyric i'm so amazing but sometimes the simplest lyrics have the most impact not everything has to be all photosynthesis you know not everything needs to be read into Yeah. Sometimes you can just say how you feel and be the honest and real. The sky is blue. <laughs> depends on you. The earth is flat. The earth is round. I really don't care very profound. Shut See? up. So good. I hate you. <sighs> I hate you so much right now. Do you remember that song? <clears throat> you remember it? I hate I you. I apologize for anyone so listening right then. <laughs> wow. That was such a bop. It was amazing. <laughs> It was really good. Anywho, yes. um, welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast, everyone. We yes. are going to talk about... <laughs> Trigger warning. Trigger warning. We are going to talk about breaking away from toxic family. However, yes. we have, towards the end of last year, I think it was, at some point, talked about breaking away from toxic parents. Right? Okay. And, you know, you went into great depth about this as well with that fantastic book by Susan Forward. Mm-hmm. But this one is more about the broader extended family. Which, by the way, I'm convinced you've secretly read. Why? I don't know. Because you used to shade me for reading that book. I never shaded you for it. Yeah, you did. I would <laughs> never do that. See it in I've, I've, Right. I swear down on your life I've not secretly read it. Okay. I'm just so knowledgeable. <gasps> you think I've read it because I'm so smart and wise. No, I just know you. No, you you think I'm so smart and wise. Oh really? my god, thank you so much, babe. You sang a song to me. You're calling me intelligent and wise. This is just amazing. Will you read it at any point now? I don't know. Do you need to? I don't I don't think I, I need to. I like the books that I read Ooh. right now. I think they're better. <laughs> I'm joking. Um no, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But um yeah, we have talked about toxic parents before, but One thing we forget in a lot of communities, especially the South Asian community, the extended family, the community that we grew up in, honey, because that was extremely toxic. Why are you opening this Pandora's box today? Because That's... why not? But why? let's start close to home. Oh, you're a bit loud. Okay. Let's today. start close to home. You're <laughs> let's start close to home. <laughs> I don't sound like that. Thank you very much. Okay, how do you say um, that? Like I do now. Okay. Let's start close to home. Babe, do you have any siblings? 
Oh no, I've turned it down now. Now you can be louder. Oh it's my fine. god, you have any siblings? <laughs> Do you know what? You're fucking ruining my podcast. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, you wow, your <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I said that on purpose to make you feel something. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh my god, so many feelings. Do you now. see how he, he serenades me? But I swear. Yeah. Why are you like this? Because I'm nice. Anyway, <laughs> do you have any siblings, babe? I have siblings, yes. Are you the eldest or youngest? I am full-on middle child syndrome. I have two elder siblings and one younger sibling. Now, you know how we spoke about toxic parents and the impact they have? Yes. Did your siblings have any negative impact on you and your life? Yes, very much so. My, my siblings okay, were quite abusive. Let me sit back and listen. And it's not to say that I was perfect. It's not to say that I was the innocent party. Mm -hmm. I was somewhat abusive to some of my siblings as well. However, I did realize through therapy that it was a toxic cycle that I was embroiled in. And it was something that, frankly, was enabled by my parents. Mm. At the very least, they overlooked it. Um, and it's something that I have worked and I continue to work actively to ensure that that cycle is broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to delve into what's yeah, going yeah, yeah, on? Yeah, okay. I, I want you to delve, delve into some moments, uh, not just an overview, but, you know, particular things that you think um, but had I, a detrimental impact on you growing up. I think, okay, so I'm going to go down sibling by sibling. I think my, my eldest sibling um, is my elder sister, who is a doctor. And she was very career-driven, very ambitious, very religious as well. And I believe that, like, siblings should be you know, your partners in crime. I, yes. That's my ideal of a, of a perfect sibling. But a theme that has run throughout my life is uh, a betrayal of trust. And that is one of the reasons why I hate insincerity. I'm mm. like, if you are a fucking piece of shit, tell me that you're a fucking piece of shit. You know, yeah. um, you know don't try and convert it with niceness. I, I, I really don't appreciate that. Be it. Yeah, be who you are, and then it's for me to decide, to decide as to how far I want to keep you, or, mm -hmm. or if at all. Anyway, um, and so I remember she'd do these weird things of, like, earning brownie points by grassing me up to my parents for little menial things. And then when there was this one time where she had a list of three things against me, and she sat next to my mum, and she made sure my mum told me off for them. I could hear her whispering, and then like some of the stuff was alleging and it was just out of nowhere. She was, I always remembered her as a really evil individual who I came to try and start liking. And in hindsight, I realized I was too good. For, <laughs> I was too good for, for these people. I, I didn't hold the same values as they did, or I didn't hold the same toxic traits as they did. Um, so that was a little bit bizarre. She was a very, very horrible um sister you know physically abusive and uh and so on and so forth and she was bigger and she was you know she was yeah she was she was a big girl as, as a kid and yeah she was quite um quite um the terror mm. but the worst thing that she did and i believe she was in university at this time the worst thing what she did was in front of she used to have long nails and in front of my family um she slapped me across my face right. and uh, on my right hand, because I've always had dark circles. I've sort of had yeah. uh, a deep under eye. And with her finger, she took my skin off. Oh, my God. All down my, my the right-hand side of my face. So it was just this open open wound. Well, how old were you And again? it looked, I'm... Um, so she was born in 84, I was born in 89. So she's five years older than me? Yeah. 
five years older than me. Um, so if she was 18 in university, I must have been about 13, 13 14. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right, actually. And um, it looked worse than it was in the sense that it had completely taken off the top layer of my Ooh. skin. So it was all red. And my entire family did nothing. And the, as in my parents were sat there, my siblings were sat there, and my parents almost jeered her. They were like, oh, see, oh, see what's happened. Oh, um, it was very, it was very that. They didn't condemn her for physically assault, abusing her brother, mm. her younger brother. I, you know, that always... was just casual play fighting. And that scar lasted for years. Mm. And so she made this joke with my elder brother. My elder brother was, he always looked up to my sister and he always wanted... Her, he, he almost wanted to be at her level kind of thing. She was quite abusive in that way in terms of running a ring. And her and my elder brother used to be like two peas in a pod until she ultimately betrayed his trust as well. Mm. Um, and they used to call me um, Captain Scarlet. They used to say Captain Scarlet. And, and that, that scar um, literally lasted for years. And now when I look back at it, I'm like... How come there wasn't an intervention? I yeah. must have gone to school with that scar on my face. Nobody said anything. Oh, Nobody we went said to what shit happened. School. You know, it's like how come not? How come? And and this is a family that went on to um, do foster care mm. and had that um, pulled out from under our carpet as well because of the way my mom was towards these kids. Mm. Um, so that was my sister and then when it came to my elder brother he was I mean there's, I can't go into detail with that because it is frankly too traumatic but he was an incredibly incredibly physically abusive person you know to the point where I think one of my shoulders is probably fucked for life because of how he would use it as a punching bag he was an incredibly incredibly abusive person now when I frankly I think I probably I have her I probably have healed from my scars because I don't think about these. These things don't cause me night terrors anymore. And these would cause me night terrors right up until last year, I would mm. say. They they significantly declined, but it, it, it used to have such a strong hold on me. Now my life is so great. And uh, this is why people think, oh, you think you're all that and you think you're all cocky. Nah, bitch, I'm uh, over the moon because a I'm, right? a, I'm thriving and B, I don't have this type of shit to deal with which a lot of people again i've realized a lot of people do not have to deal with this level of shit um or at least they're not willing to talk about it so then what happened was um i i completely cut him out i remember it was his wedding and i was it was on his wedding day i was like i'm done with you for me you're as good as dead and mm. he was kind of shocked at it and you know this is a like cycle of abuse because my eldest uncle beat up my beat up my younger uncle as in his brother with a metal rod and hit him over the head so badly that he was bog-eyed for life and they still talk yeah they still talk yeah, still and and he used to be is. he used to be a drug addict apparently mm. and then he went down the straight and narrow and he founded a mosque and blah 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 and yeah people can change and blah 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 but that i think the cycle of abuse continues and then it clearly permeated through our family and then um, I didn't have much of a relationship with him. Then when I came out, uh, we tried to reconcile, but I knew it was going to end. And I haven't spoken to him since 2015, I think, apart mm. from a couple of text messages that he tried to send to me. And I was like, yeah, good luck with your new life. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't care. I don't think he cares either. Um, and I don't think about them anymore. And I'm glad I've worked through 
what I've worked through. What are the biggest learning? And I, I know I'm kind of jumping a, no, a little no. bit, but it's important because this story is brand new, maybe for you uh, and, and maybe for some of our listeners as well. The biggest takeaway that I have had from therapy is that it was not my fault. Mm. I did nothing as a child because you can't judge it as an adult because you were not the adult in that situation. You were a child. You did not deserve that. Nobody deserves physical abuse to uh, mm. thrown at them. And so I did nothing wrong. I did nothing to deserve that. You know, I wasn't physically assaulting them. Um, I think I may have once or twice in retaliation, but it took so much out of me to do that. And then it would it would be this. I remember like when my brother would be abusive to me and we were in Pakistan and then he did something to me and I kicked him uh, on his backside and then he walked off. But he was more embarrassed about the fact that people had seen him. And then some guy came up and he was like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't hit your older brother. And I was like, do you not know what he's doing to me? Mm. Do you think me as this faggy, sensitive kid wants to be pushed to that? Yeah. No, I don't. Um, and so that was him, and he was going through his own drug uh, addictions, and I think later he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, you know, uh, we... <laughs> it's it, a lot. It's, it, well, yeah, I, I've gone completely back to um, nature. Uh, that's the way I've had to see my family, because I think they are extremely primal. So I'm just like, oh, we were just like a load of ducklings that were raised and yeah the dad was out of the picture or he was away somewhere and then we lot us lot were just biting each other and trying to find the weakest one to eliminate them so that the rest of them could ha have more food you know that's mm. how it was like and even in our adulthood it's the same thing because guess what i'll be i i'm well and truly written out of the inheritance so these th three remaining greedy bastards who are going to have children who are going to need to pass something on to their kids will need that inheritance and in all humility, I don't think I'm I'm going to. I don't really. I've always said I've never cared for it. Then we get on to my younger brother, and he was <clears throat> very abusive towards me, very physically abusive and very disrespectful. Um, and he would make really hurtful personal remarks during my formative years, mm. and it just sort of adds to my body dysmorphia and yeah. my. Um, uh, my self-confidence, it got completely knocked. And I was abusive to him as well. Like, But but having said that, it was, uh, it was encouraged. So see, I didn't see it with my elder brothers, but with me, it was encouraged by my parents where they would say, you need to be the elder brother and you need to discipline him and you need to do this. And then I, it was literally, I mean, it wasn't, like I, it wasn't like I was abusive towards him like my elder brother was. It was more like, you need to go to the mosque or you haven't done this or... Why were you Googling porn at school? And then it got to a point where I was like, you don't even need to call me elder brother. You can call me by your name, my name. And Oh, yeah. For and, those listening, um, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So in um, our families, you often don't refer to your elders by their name. You refer to them by their relationship. So similar to mum, dad, he would say brother or uh, sister rather than th by their names. Um, and then uh, my parents would encourage it. My parents would encourage the abusive behavior. And I said, I'm not going to discipline him. He's not my child. And that completely took the power away from them. And they didn't know what to do with that. And they were almost outraged. And I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. And I actually apologized to my brother, mm. my younger brother. I said, I'm sorry if I, oh, I'm sorry for the times that I was horrible to you. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't intentionally doing it in a way mm. i suppose because it was it was a behavior that was encouraged 
Yeah. I, I, it's so difficult to explain. Like my my mom would be like, yeah, take him upstairs to the attic and make him study and don't come down after until he's... And, it, you know, he'd be with me for hours, poor thing. And he was only, what, six, seven, eight years old. And I'm like, why do I have to replicate a strict school with him? Yeah, why are you not just playing football? Exactly. Together? And do then you know when, we'd, when we would play creative games, they would take the piss and be like, no, teach him some real practical stuff. And it's like... As I'm saying it, I'm getting annoyed because I'm like, children deserve better. Love. Children deserve love and unconditional Fun. love. You know, one of you was addicted to pills. The other one was addicted to pills as well. And you were addicted to food and you do your daily jobs. And by the time you'd get home, you were completely conked out. And if you didn't get your fixes, you all hell would break loose. Let's face mm. it. That's what it fucking was. It's sort of abuse and trauma. Um continues to get passed down through generations and yes, generations it does. and generations. It's interesting you say that because my grandfather, yeah. um, may he rest in eternal peace. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm always brought back to the times where he was incredibly abusive towards kids um, uh, from during the times that I went to Pakistan and animals, actually. Mm. And it's really interesting because... Growing up, I don't know what the right and wrong was, I suppose, because, you know, I've seen animals being slaughtered in front of me, and that was not uncommon in Pakistan. But seeing them being abused, I was dead set against it, and it really broke my heart. I was like, how can somebody, somebody treat an animal like that, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I have to say it, but he didn't die the best death. He died probably one of the worst deaths that I know. Yeah. Um, and so it's just so unfortunate that the, that this person was so loving and he would take us everywhere and he would have the greatest times. And again, he was addicted to, um, it's this type of opium, I think it is, that you put in your mouth mm. and you suck on it. And it, it is apparently 10 times worse than smoking cigarettes or something. And he would have this rage absolute rage and it's that it's that rage it's that hurt it's that anger it's that abuse that i just wanted to let go of you broke the cycle i for well you, you broke i the cycle. better fucking have well, Do for, you, can for, you for, for your bit regardless of your siblings as, you know say there's four of you the quarter of you have broke the cycle as two as two gay south asians living in the western world working in the corporate uh healthcare education arenas as a drug artist you know all the hats that i've worn throughout my life do you really think i could get away with living that life by being abusive no Honey, fucking way no not at all i'm i'm destined for greatness i'm sorry but i am any hustle bees we're going to take a break here i know that this is a lot so please listen to our sponsors and uh take a moment and we shall be right back bye and we are back hello back 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 back, back again oh you're still here well done i have no choice <laughs> you do you I have choices choices, choices. It's interesting how when I was talking, a lot of it, I was talking about it from a third person perspective. Now, what's so interesting is, so I picked up on this, maybe because I'm just so smart now. Mm. You, um, when you used to talk about this stuff, it would be, my brother is, this is, now it's a was, everything's past. Oh, yes. Everything's very past tense. You've dealt with it. And also, what's interesting, and I find this within myself, and this might lead on to probably your question that you can ask me, is um, are you able now to 
see the scenes in your head and see that child that's you. Yes. And be like, my God. It's not like poor me. It's like poor you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's really, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's like, oh my God, poor, poor baby. It's, poor baby. It's the adult that I am that is watching this real play of the younger self that I was. Oh, yeah. And that's really interesting. And then so now I'm able to talk about it as the adult that I am. As you say, it's like this was a child and they did not deserve this. And you have to mourn your childhood. Mm -hmm. You have to. um, I mean, I actually did that. And some people even go to a grave and lay a flower to symbolize or they'll put a flower on the floor or something to symbolize um, putting your childhood at rest. Mm. And, you know, when I went through that process, I cried. I, I cried. Um, and it was, you know, the ugliest cry mm-hmm. in some ways. And, yeah, I have put it to rest. Now I'm able to look at it retrospectively. And I, it, it, it's, it's a narrative. It's a story. And it's like, oh, this is terrible what this individual went through. Mm. Uh, they did not deserve that. And they should know that it was not their fault. Um, they did nothing wrong to deserve that. What they deserved was love. And the harsh realization that that child has as an adult is that sometimes people are incapable of loving you the way that you deserve to be loved and treated. Mm. And the worst is when it comes from the, the source that is supposed to be your foundation of love. Um, you got to create that abundance within you yourself and spread it. Uh, and that in itself is breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really interesting how in this episode it's not even about the, the parents. You no. see how much we you know have to unpack, and how oh, much yeah. we um, and people like us have been through and are going to go through, and hopefully get out sooner. It, it's just so intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is absolutely. What about you? What are what have uh, your traumatic experiences been like with uh, your family? So um, it's interesting because I'm the eldest sibling, by the mm. way. I'm just three. There's a massive age gap between us um, all. Like, um, so currently I'm 30, which means my brother would be probably just gone 23. Okay, it's wild. Mm. Where I was at 23 and where he is at, it's crazy. Mm. And my sister's just a but she's gone to secondary school this year. So my sister and I have a great relationship. Um, I hope we can connect in future if, if I'm honest about it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing there. She's butchered, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my brother and I have had an interesting re- relationship. Um, when he was... I always wanted a baby brother. I wanted a baby brother. I really um, wanted a baby brother to play with. You know what I mean? To have fun with. So um, he came along when I was seven and it was a ball. It was so much... He was a grumpy so-and-so. My God. But it was such a ball and we had so much fun and he really looked up to me and it was just great. And then... Um, he changed, um, and everyone changes, you have to change, but I mean, you know, this kid was great, a straight A student, blah, 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 and then just switched, and um, I kind of blame, I don't necessarily blame himself, because everyone has choices, but like, not everyone is me, you know, I, I mm-hmm. say my sexuality saved me from all that shit. You know, mm. getting into drugs and getting into the, the, the drug dealing aspect and getting arrested and the police and all these things they kept doing from 14 onwards and the the, the drama from, from the, you know, my mum and my stepdad from it, which was his biological father. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there sort of 
my mom's coaxing me to make sides. Yeah. So it has to be like me against him, where I'm his brother. It shouldn't be the case. And I got caught up in that. How yeah. dare he be fucking be like this? What the fuck? I'm going to tell him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at myself now. I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, hello. Of course, thinking about it, he's grown up in the same house I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I might have seen a lot more because I'm a bit older. But honey, it affected him. You know, to one point he wanted to leave and we had to go to a meeting in school. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. And I was on my mom's side. Like, you got it so. Good. I was the one saying, you got it so good at home. Because you were conditioned. You know what I mean? I'm to like, say that. I'm looking like, what the fuck was I saying? How did no one realize when I was in school in the same position as him, struggling my ass off? How did no one see me? How did I always wonder? How did no one see the broken child? Mm. How did no one see that? It's because I put on. I must have put on such a great front. But also, you're conditioned to do that. Oh, of course, such because a, such a great front. Because the the line between truth and uh, falsehoods is blurred so much, and you are almost conditioned to reimagine what it means to have things that are good. Mm. You know, because oh, yeah. you know how shit they are. My mom used to do the same thing. She, my mom used to uh, implant false memories into my head. I'd be like, yeah, I remember this happened and you loved this and it was great. And I was like, that never happened. Oh, they love to do that. I'm like, no, that was probably a high that you were having on Coco de bitch. <laughs> anyway, go on, sorry. Um, so yeah, so that, that, that was a really interesting relationship. And then, you know, obviously my brother turned against me eventually and it, it kept turning and turning and turning and turning until I was like, I'm just going to give love to this person and it got, it, we, don't, we don't speak anymore and, and, and that's what it is. But my... Um, issues growing up really came from the extended family. So what's really interesting is because my mom had me so young and then my grandparents kept having kids after that, your experience in your family parallels with that of my mum's. Yes. Right. Which is really, which you learned, learned um, years ago. I was the child seeing it all mm. and, and being in it, but not completely. It was really weird. And it now, still impacts you. And I'm seeing this kid, right? And I'm seeing and um, experiences this kid went through. One example, this is from my stepdad's side of the family. I had so many relatives. You ca I can't explain how many relatives you have. Yeah. And you end up in so many different houses, so many different cars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so many experiences every day, going to each other's houses, visiting each other, eating each other's and, you know, driving around. And one of my relatives, like, was in his, with his mates in his car and I was there. And I was so young and... um. Next thing I know, we're in a petrol station. They've got masks on. They're changing the number plate and they're going to batter this guy and rob the petrol station. And I'm sat in the car. That's insane. That's one, that's just, that's just one memory, you know? And I'm like, how is this the life I'm living? And this side of the family, by the way, this side of the family, my step, my step um, dad's side of the family, they were the nicest. Oh. Gosh. They were the nicest. I don't, Honestly, I had some lovely aunties mm. who were abused by their um, husbands mm. and, and the men in their family, and they were broken. But they mm. were they were gorgeous. They were lovely. I have one particular one from that side that I that she. Do you know when they know that you're gay? Mm. And they were fine because they were loving the um, EastEnders storyline with Sid and um, Saeed and Christian. And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and they, they were already broken. It was like all these hurt and broken people continuing to continuing to hurt and break people, mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, so the, the, the psychotic to the point of like battering the shit out of people and everyone, every, the whole community running. Do you know how people used to run in school when there was a fight? Yeah. So 
um, we were, we lived at different ends of the same t- town, didn't we? Yes, we did. You know, we had the top end and the bottom end. Um, funny that. <laughs> and um, technically, both of us were top enders, weren't we? No, I wasn't a bottom ender. No, you were a top ender. I was a bottom ender. Even though the it looked. Oh really? Yeah. Even though like I was a, uh, on the hill. So basically, the town that we lived in, we had a bit of a divide where. Half of the gangsters considered this, um, themselves top enders, and the other half considered themselves bottom enders. Now, as soon as I start talking about that, I'm thinking of like a film based in like downtown LA or like in you know the depths of <laughs> Shanghai or something. No, this is real. No, this was real. This was in England. Like, um, you can't come on our turf. We can't come on your turf. You might die. But that used to happen. Now imagine even us two on our own turf. We were hated. <laughs> so yeah. No matter where we went, we could have died. And That's I had insane. and I have had plenty of moments like oh, that. Oh, but the one of the biggest drug dealers in the UK lived oh, yeah. um, two doors down from me. Oh yeah. And I remember the time they were battering each other, these brothers, these absolute meatheads on steroids, and they'd got these huge stones and there was just like blood everywhere. It was mm. insane. Oh yeah. So insane. like insane. Do you know how sorry, come back to my point. Yes. Um when people in school used to go and run and when there's a fight. That happened regularly around my area. Right? So we you know, the round Lum Park, around Vic, Vic Road. Um, you know, Molsid Street and all that stuff. And it was like, when I mean fight, I mean, I saw blood. Yeah. I saw... As a kid. Yeah, yeah. I saw battering. And I saw no one phoning anyone. I saw my own relatives. It might be by, not blood, but the, whoever they were, saying, don't anyone fucking dare phone anyone, otherwise you're next. Mm. On the streets. I saw that happen. And, you know, I've spe- spoke to um, you know, about my trauma before and what I've experienced personally, but that's still an experience. And then... Um, I'm going to come to the one side of the family, but my biological father's side of the family, I have no idea who they are because he left when I was very young and I found him and he was a dickhead and yeah. no one's married into that family and they live in Pakistan and the reason why no one's married into that family is because they are so evil. Gosh. <laughs> and who doesn't marry into families in our community, babe? Mm. I mean, our community marries like you know, first cousin marriages are ev- very common. No, everything, and you know, no one else married into that family. And you know, um, my dad was an alcoholic, a drug addict, oh, yeah, the true. And no, and even the rest of the family, because they were, they were beyond the evil that our community would take. And <laughs> I always wonder what that meant. Let that sink in. Yeah. What does that mean? Because our community had rapists, pedophiles, murderers in. Mm-hmm. How do you? W- what's next? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's really, really interesting. And being told, you know, this is in your blood. Mm. This family's in your blood. That this anger's in your blood, and it's like, whoa. So I'm going to be an angry, horrible, nasty person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you come to um, the main side of the family that I knew very well. My mum, my mum's side of the family. Uh, what were they? I didn't even realize till I got older. They were yeah. hideous. They were absolutely hideous. You know, my uncles would kick the shit out of each other. They're, some stuff I can't even explain on here what my aunties have done to each other. Mm-hmm. It's, I've told you, it's yes. so disgusting. It's, it's assault it, on a whole different it level. Is so it makes me feel ill. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 like it makes me feel physically sick. You know, that my it's, aunties it's complete... and, and my granddad did to one of my aunties who, and the thing is, they're all evil. It's completely dehumanizing. It's the type of stuff that you'd hear happens on, in war-torn zones. Yeah, it is like... Not in civilized society. Do you, do, you, do you see how I lose the words? Yeah. I have to pause because I can't bring myself to even say the shit and the stuff I've seen and heard. Mm. Because it is so 
abhorrent. It is so pure evil. And it's the stuff that you hear in documentaries and films. And you're like, whoa, oh, yeah. that happens. And this stuff was happening in, those, uh, in the houses. Mm. In these houses in Bradford. So given the fact that you can't change the communities, what's the best thing that you can do? <laughs> is protect See, yourself. How, how interesting, the... you know, you asked me the question. And some of the stuff from my extended family, I can't talk about. Mm-hmm. On here, I just can't because, um, like, wow, who's gonna be listening? Uh, I, you know, not even that. I, I just can't bring myself to do it. But sorry, what you, what did you say again? I was gonna say, given the fact that all this abhorrent stuff exists, mm-hmm. and you know, there's RuPaul said it before. There's a lot of broken souls out there. There's a lot of people who are batshit insane, like absolute evil. I'm not oh, yeah. talking like. Hi, I'm evil. This is my life, and therefore I'm. Oh, you mean everyday people as well? Murder you? No, it's like some people are just. I, 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 yeah, it's beyond comprehension as to how, why you would do that to someone you're so close to. So imagine what they could do to someone that they're not close to. They well, and this is why I truly believe that if some people get the chance, they would slit your throat at night. Yeah, it's the truth, and that's why our, our safety and protection is at the utmost. It's so important. I, you know, I know people will look at like, you know, they think they're all that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Um, what we've escaped. Very Tyra Banks. You don't know where the hell I've no, come from. No, <laughs> but what we've escaped, I'm like, I am sorry that I'm happy. I'm yeah, sorry man. that my enthusiasm isn't at a five, but at a five million. I'm sorry that every day I skip around this city center with my, I'm getting goosebumps now, with mm. my music in, almost in tears every single fucking day because I look and I look at the life we've built and I look at yeah. what we're going to do and I look at the now and think, ah, how, how did we escape that? How did, I'm looking at that child now and I'm like, how did that child see and hear and feel all those things growing up and survive? And I say it now, I knew, I knew, knew, knew when I was, so young, this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Something inside of me held on. Something deep inside of me held on. Um, because there were points when I was a teenager, I was like, I just want to die. Really? I just want to die. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I, I wasn't there like, I'm going to kill myself. I was like, I just want to die. Um, but do you know what I think I meant? Mm. I want to die from that lifetime. Yeah. And be reborn again. Mm. I didn't want to go. Because I want to enjoy this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely get what you mean. It's, it, you reminded me of when I was 14 years old and I wanted to run away and I got up to the door. I was 14 too. You were 14 too. I was like, I can't do this. I wanted to pack my bags and leave. I wanted to pack my bags and go. Mm. And I was described as being melodramatic and overdramatic and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'd cry extensively. And, and now I, I find it difficult to cry. But... And then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm melodramatic and, you know, I'm one of those faggy little kids. But then when <laughs> you go through therapy and you're like, no, 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 that was just the tip of the iceberg. That was a breaking point. You know, it's it's usually like it is the straw that breaks the camel's back, isn't it? And it's like, oh, you're, 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 you're doing it just for this little thing. It's like, no, 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 there's a whole trauma chest underneath this. There's a huge iceberg underneath. But it's interesting talking about it because we both talk about escape. We don't talk about retaliation and rebellion. We talk about... Uh, restart and refresh and I think sometimes that's the best thing that you can do when you come from such communities because they will not change or at the very least you make it your responsibility 
to change yourself and not them. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the message that I want to get out to um, anyone listening that comes from the communities that we come from where it was murderous and rampages mm. and we nearly died every fucking day of our lives. We could have been killed. It's, and I mean that with every fiber of my being. That is the truth. That is how bad it fucking was. Mm. You know? Get out. Get the yeah. fuck out. Um, yeah. Don't trust that these people are going to change. Do not trust them. Do not think they're going to change. And do you know what? And don't think you can change them. Exactly. And also, do you know if they're going to change? Let them change whilst you're away from them. Yeah. You go and live your life. And if they're going to change, it's not your problem. And, you know, people, you know, and then you have these people that come come to you and like, you know, what you're doing is so bad and living this truth in hell. I'm like, bitch, guess what? I've already escaped hell. Yeah. I lived through hell. I've fucking lived through fucking hell. So you will see me every day hyper and happy and over ecstatic as fuck because I've been there. You've got a zest for I'm life. I'm in the light now and I ain't letting this go. I'm, so, and I'm here telling everyone, like, come with me. Don't stay in the fucking dark. Yeah, and it's so interesting when people are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's easy for you to stay. You've got a man. Oh, it's easy for you to stay. You know, you live over here and it's easy for you to stay because, you know, you're brown and people support you. And I'm like, Bitch, shut the fuck up. I, you have I, no idea. I, where where, where no was my idea. mom when I was five years old suffering? Oh, like, so then, did you know I, what I mean? But you know, now I've started taking the piss. Oh, like People are like, yeah, so you, you know, you're lucky that way. Anyway, I'm off to see my mom. I'm like, what's one of them? Oh, I say that now to people as well. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, my mom abandoned you. me and she was incredibly physically abusive. And then the people go, oh, and then they get nervous. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Good yeah. luck. Enjoy your fucking mum and enjoy the inheritance you're going to get and enjoy buying a brand new fucking 65-inch TV with it. Because you, so, because you, what we have done, we've managed to get everything that we should have always had. But maybe... And we, and we managed to, we've managed to sit at the table with these people. They yeah. were born onto this table. We managed yeah. to work our way to sit on this table. And it's hard for people because we are happy. We are, we are happy-go-lucky. We are jolly people. And it's like, a lot of people in the world are miserable and they're not. And Well, I was going to say, maybe some of these people who say this to us, uh, the reason why is because what we have is exactly what they wish they had the balls to have. Because let's face it, what we have is hardly anything massively amazing. It's just us being true to ourselves. It is, but to me, and it, it's so amazing. I can't... No, know, so, but like, do you know... So then uh, maybe some people are like, yeah, I've got my mum, but really, I could do without having an abusive bitch and I wish I had the balls to... Uh, stand my ground but I don't and so I'm going to try and tear you down oh, 100%. because you your existence makes me question my life choices maybe and that does happen quite often there's a lot of um, crazy that. people out there but there's some lovely people out there as well who get it and they're like listen bitch we get you oh so many of them and th- you know there are ride or dies and we can't do it without them oh yeah I think this is enough trauma for today oh my god that went really fast it went very very fast well time's a construct we haven't even got through <laughs> We never do. <laughs> Anywho, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yes, thank um, you very, very much. I'm sorry if this episode was a little too traumatic. I did trigger warning it at the beginning. Do you know what? Maybe this is the time for you to see a therapist and discuss this. Maybe. Maybe you see some parallels in your own life. You might hate us in the meanwhile, but you will love us in the long run. We Ooh, love you, but, but you, you don't, don't love me. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. <laughs>